Hey everybody, happy holidays from On The Back Burner. Today we have a very special guest on our 12th episode. We have Mikey Vince, who is from Burke Fidel Food Truck. Uh, we're going to be talking to him about his come up in the business. Uh, we're going to be talking about his life story and uh, what are his favorite things about Christmas. So make sure you stay tuned. DJ Mitch the Kid, spin that shit. Hey guys, just a reminder, I want you all to follow us right now. Uh, Backburner PC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Okay, go go check us out right now. Make sure you hit that follow, hit that subscribe button. This is On The Backburner with executive chefs Tristan Rogers and Dominic Valenzuela. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of On The Backburner. This is episode 12. Woo! We're, Again. We're, wow. we're moving through them. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. We're still here. Uh, Chef Tristan Rogers here with... Uh, Chef Dominic Valenzuela of Taco 10, formerly Dia de los Tacos. You can also catch me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. You want to keep going so everybody no, knows. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. This is, this is not my episode. <laughs> this is Mikey Vince's episode. Mikey Vince of Burnt Fideo is with us. Thank you for saying you're right. Yes. Oh, dude, I butchered Please it. tell us how, how people have messed that up. Oh, What's Burnt Fadio? That was me. That was me. Was it? Ruth, Ruth almost, so our producer Ruth almost killed me because I was like, Burnt Fadio. And she was like, you dumb son of a bitch. Like, you said it completely wrong and you're Spanish. And I was like, the one that I got was funny is this lady got her. She was like, so do you guys sell like hot dogs? And I was like, why? She's like, it's Burnt Fido, right? I said, oh. <laughs> At least I didn't go that far. I was like, no, man. It's oh. like, well, what, what is Fidayo? Like, oh, here we go. Oh, oh nice. So, the, you, gotta, well, you know what? Let's start from there. Exactly, please. What is Burnt Fideo? Burnt Fideo is... Well, when people ask me, even yesterday, this guy walks up to me at Ex Novo, and he's like, dude, the tacos were awesome, but why spaghetti? I'm like, as a side, I'm like, it's not spaghetti, it's Fideo. We just make it a little bit drier for the plates on the side because I don't want spilling it, whereas a lot of people know is what Fideo... Sopa, mm-hmm. and and he was like, okay, cool. So it's like a Mexican spaghetti. I was like, exactly. <laughs> you know, I was like, but I was like, but as growing up, like you know, my grandma and a lot of people's grandmas would would make it different ways with the stars or Mickey Mouse macaroni, whatever. Just right. they would put tomato sauce, and there you go. Mm-hmm. So tomato sauce and noodles, you know. Yeah, basically, I mean, the one that I'm most familiar with, I had a lot of broken pasta. It was just the yep. broken pasta crumbs yep. and the tomato sauce, almost the the pato. The yep. pato in the tomato sauce can, you know, so the Mexican mm-hmm. tomato sauce that had just a little bit of garlic, a little bit of chile in there, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that one. So um, why are we eating that right now? I know. Uh, see, we know what happened was. <laughs> <laughs> I got, no, no, no. I'm sorry. We're just joking with you. I was, I so that's your that's the food truck, and tell us, tell us about that. Wow. That food truck was just a random thought one day. I was like, <clears throat> I want to do a food truck. Something I want to do is pursue. This is the direction I want to go with. And um, I wanted to get in food, but I didn't know what direction in the beginning. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I think the food truck would be a good start for me to learn. And oh boy, was it learning. I opened a food truck during a pandemic, start a slow season. Uh, oh, it was a learning lesson for sure. Sorry, I just had a flashback. It was like that. It was like PTSD. It was just a war. Normandy going over the beach. <laughs> Remember your training, soldiers. Yeah, Remember your training. Exactly. Remember no, it, 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 the force. 
I just I always knew something like getting like cooking's always been part of my life. You know, it was like it's something I've always done. And my biggest regret was never like getting into working in different restaurants or hotels and meeting you guys or going to school for it. It's just something I've always been good at or I've always the one, hey, let Mikey grill today or let Mikey cook the Thanksgiving dinner. I'm like, okay, just because I'm fat, you guys want me to cook? I was just always angry. Yes, the fat guy always <laughs> makes the best food. I just... It's true. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, or they, know right. the, or they know where the best food is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And find the best where, food. What should we eat? What should we eat? Oh, I know. Mikey? <laughs> Mikey? Mikey? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, come on. Wait, no. I see a story. When I, I worked in East LA for seven years, and it was a, I was a general contractor, and when people would come, like our architects or whoever from out of town would come in, my dad would be like... Mikey knows all the restaurants down here in East LA you guys can take you to if you guys want to eat. And I'm like, why are you sending me? Like, why do I got to take them? Because you know where they're at. Like, all right, let's go, guys. I know it's one hole in the wall spot. Yeah. That's the best Korean food. Let's go. And they're like, nice, dude. Yeah. I told you so. I hate that one, like, uh, hey, never trust a skinny chef, yeah. huh? I'm like, thanks for calling me fat, you fucker. Yeah, I've always heard like, that. You know what I mean? It's like, Mikey knows Jesus. the recipe. I'm like, you know, you know, like, I'm aware. All the chefs. I'm aware. Yeah, <laughs> like all the number one chefs in the world are all fucking skinny, right? Like yeah. all the three Michelin star chefs. Those motherfuckers are skinny as shit. Have you seen how small them plates are, man? Hey, <laughs> you see how big our plates are? It's about yeah, the courses, bro. It's about the courses and the experience. Come on, dude. Over here in New Mexico, we grew up right with yeah. a big old plate of food. Oh yeah, like everything came with rice and beans, <laughs> salad, which is the garnish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, want no, I don't want no salad. <laughs> no, no salad for me. Please. I don't. I don't want. I would when I was a kid. I would go get sides of ranch and put it on top of the lettuce and tomato. I was like, I got a salad. That's where it worked. I would order something that it worked. So I, I mean, it's I, literally like a one ounce. It's a tablespoon portion of salad. You know, we. That's it, all you need. Me So speaking of like portions and stuff like that. Like we set up at different breweries, mm-hmm. and the the people we get a lot of questions from or complaints not complaints like you know is is the mom and dad grandma and grandpa that are mid fifties that never mm-hmm. go out yep. they're just feeling a little hype this weekend and they don't know how to order from a food truck and they mm-hmm. come out and we give them their plate because on ours like our portion is a little bit big when it comes to the tacos so we don't put sides yeah once in a while put fideo they're like well where's the beans and rice so I'm like it doesn't work like that we don't do that. <laughs> Can I have a side of green? I'm like, I don't have green today. What kind of truck is this? And they walk off. I'm like, damn. <laughs> well, that's what, what we this? always talk about. The traditional, yeah. you know, older people who love to eat and go go to their favorite spots. They don't change what they eat. Yeah. It's safe for them. This is what I know. I don't want to travel. You know, um, one of our, uh, our owners, or the biggest owner, Donna, um, you know, Frank's mom, she is like that. Like, she is like, you know, give me a tostada with beans, lettuce, and tomatoes, and she's and a little bit of cheese, and she's good. Yeah. Like, that's just, you know, then I come in, and I'm like, hey, we're going to do a tamaki roll. And she's like, what the fuck is that? Like, I'm never going to eat here. Like, and, I'm, and I own the place. Like, <laughs> you should just do something simple. Oh, we heard that like so much. But it's good to stand your ground, and it's good to... It's good to get people out of their comfort zone. I had to stand my my ground with my dad because, like, when I first like would give him my tacos, he's like, "I don't want this." Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, "Dad, it's not your traditional. I make it different." Yeah, uh, yeah. nobody I wants mean, different. So, so tell us a little bit about the cuisine that's on your truck. So, so when I first started, when I wanted to do it, I was like, oh, "Cool, I'm gonna do different styles of um, buffalo chicken sandwiches." My version, the stuff I learned in LA with the 
uh, cheeseburgers, but the New Mexican version had this big old menu written out. And I did my soft opening. I was like, okay, we're just going to do tacos tonight and just learn from it. And that's what we did. We did taco. We did asada. I did bidia, my red chili chicken, just different versions of it. And then Amazing red chili chicken. By and it way, just, sorry. I ran with it since then. It just, nice. I never really changed it up. I changed things up that worked better with recipes and that were easy to make. And, you know, just kind of put my twist on everything and just kind of grew and listening to our, like our customers and mm-hmm. seeing like, oh, they like this. Mm, this didn't sell that well. Let me add this to it. Cause it really like, cause I, when I make the food, I make it like, okay, I'm fat. So I want to make this how I would eat it. <laughs> yeah. I only put a little bit more cheese. Okay. Wait, too much cheese. That's all I tasted. So that's how we ran with the menu is just doing five or six different versions of tacos and just figuring out which one. Yeah. Was. But, but let me go back. You said you had the idea of doing buffalo chicken sandwiches. Yeah. Variation. Yeah, and oh then soft opening, let you do tacos. tacos. Yeah, and then so you totally abandoned the whole plan. Yeah, that's that's. I was like, I I wrote on my menu. I looked at my book today. I have this book. It says my fucking recipes. Yeah, and I got it from an ex, and that's. Oh, what I can't wait for me. that to be published, man. That's and nice. I was like, and I looked at my first menu. It was like the green chili cheeseburger. There's this place in East LA. It was called um, Hockey uh, Mike's. <clears throat> they had a hockey puck burger. It was just a cheeseburger with a fried hot dog on top. I'd do my version with green chili, whatever. These, I had like 10 different men and tacos and quesadillas, just big old menu and then soft opening again, just six items. It's like, cool, let's just run with this. It works. People like it, so yeah. might as well do it. I think it makes it, I always believe in, in, in a short menu. Yeah. I don't, don't try to do too much. Like my menu always, it always has 15 items. Like no matter what, 15 <laughs> items. It's something you can perfect. It's something mm-hmm. you can execute. You know you're not going to be overwhelmed. But it also it also helps the customer because I mean they're not oh I want this and, or do I want this or do I want this yeah and, you know they're overthinking yeah just coming down and enjoying some fucking food like you exactly know what I mean? so one thing is like I go to watching like uh, what's that show where that guy comes in and redoes a bar what's it called the bar, bar rescue? rescue and then um, John Taffer we're listening to him and then oh gosh don't get me one day if this comes back on me the other big chef that goes and does the same thing in restaurants um. Uh, Gordon. Gordon. Gordon? Yeah. Oh. So, well, yeah. 24, 24 hours of hell? Something like, everybody comes in, changes up the menu. Kitchen nightmares? <clears throat> yeah, or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I go, I did that. I was like, okay, I don't want to have a large menu. I want to make it simple for people to read and say, okay, there's these options and we can change certain things up depending on an allergy. And, and also for our line, make sure that I'm not going to overwhelm everyone. Like, oh my gosh, we have all this stuff to make, like buffalo chicken sandwich, and we have sada tacos right after, and we only have this open. So right. I just wanted to make sure that everything was it flowed. Right. So that's important. I don't, I don't think people understand that it's important to have one to have a good flow as far as how many how many of your items are coming out mm-hmm. of what station. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people like to overload a station and don't realize that they're doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, should be a, there should be a balance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it should be easy. Our, yeah. our, go ahead. No, no. Absolutely. I think our biggest balance is when we're doing an event and we get slammed with tickets is finding the balance between us on the grill and then our preppers are making the plates. Like as soon as we get it to them, we don't want to over like get them out too fast because then the place are stacking up and they only finish like two tickets and they have like five waiting that the food's already ready. So when we get an event, we have like a good flow. I think that's been the thing that's benefited us and like when it comes to having a food truck. And what people don't understand, having a food truck is it's not easy. We don't have a lot of space. Right. We don't have a lot of cooking space. We don't have a lot of storage space. Mm-hmm. So you know we have to have uh, again. That was a learning lesson in the beginning. You know like. 
if I'm going to do this, I want to make sure everything flows right. And it's taking time. Yeah. And it's still going to get, as we go, things are going to improve and recipes improve, team members are going to improve. So. Absolutely. I think the point to take away from that for sure is that when opening up a food truck, and I tell this to a lot of people who I've consulted with and people who have come up to me, is that you want to keep the menu simple. Mm. You, the, the idea of a food truck is you got a small window to catch people yeah. and to sell food. And so you want to make it quick. Yep. You want to make it easy, just an easy transaction. Money, here comes the tacos. Money, here comes the tacos. You know, or, or whatever yeah. it may be. Here comes the sandwich. Like you want to make it quick, so that way you're able to maximize your profit in that short window. You know, and by going too passionate with it, sometimes yeah, you kick your you know you kick yourself in the butt there because you know now you're you're racing around, you're trying to do all this stuff, and then the food either suffers or whatever, yep. or just it's it's just too much. Just the translation doesn't come through. The food truck idea should be. Keep it simple. Here's your window. Make money. Just repeat. You know, and this is that's your part of the grind game. Yeah. So you get your caterings and yeah. stuff like that, and that's your time to to really express yourself. I think, you know? I think that's kind of been like my battle is, I want to express myself, and like okay, I have all these ideas, and I want to do these different styles of tacos, and I want to, but I don't want to like okay, we have all these tickets up, but five of them order chef specials. Mm-hmm. I'm being too creative, and. I don't have that quality there no more because I'm too focused on these plates because mm-hmm. they order these plates and these these ones are not as good because I wasn't over here cooking these ones. And I think that's one of the like the frustrations for me is like, oh, I want to show more off. I want to show more of my talent, more of my skill, but calm down. Ooh. Keep it simple. You wanna, you're a peacock, man. He wants to, he wants to let, Gotta them, let, let me fly! Let, yeah. <laughs> he wants to let them feathers go! Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at me! <laughs> yeah, I mean, but sometimes some of these little specials we've done, like, you know... They failed because even though the vision was right in my head, it just didn't turn out the way I wanted it. Yeah. And like our hot honey chicken tacos, like those are one of our best sellers now. The first time I did them, oh, they felt so bad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my friend um, uh, Jamie, she owns a Nama Catering. Uh-huh. And she, uh, she ordered the first version of them and she was like, you know, they were good. She... It sounds like Alex, our, our, our director. <laughs> Whenever he tries something new, I'm like, hey, man, try this. He's like, you know, when it starts with the, you know. He's just like, already yeah. know. That's, that's kind of them putting on the, the boxing gloves yeah. and they can kind of soften it, it up it, a little bit. I love, I love constructive criticism, but when right. it comes to someone that's in the industry that knows, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot oh, of people are like, hey, you should try this or maybe try some uh, cornstarch a little bit to get that crispiness you want or this. Right. I'm like. I always say you respect that person more. Yeah. Because they'll tell you the truth. Because a lot of people like to kiss your ass. Yeah. A mm-hmm. lot of people are, or they just don't want to tell you because, like, oh, well, he's a chef. He knows what he's doing. No. Maybe this, no, tell me. Like, yeah. you know, I always tell Alex, like, fuck you, bro. And then, but I'll listen to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I was trying to make fucking tonkatsu ramen. I see he was like, <laughs> in the background there. So I gave him a bowl. I was like, you know, because he, he loves his ramen. Yeah. And he was like, and I was like, really? And he's like, mm, you sure you want to put this out? And I'm like, fuck you, bro. Like, I spent like two days making this. And he's like, I'm going to take you to Oni. Yeah. And he took me to Oni and I had their, you know, their, their show you ramen. And I was like, okay, yeah, I need to go back to the drawing board. Stat. Like, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people wanted me to do the ramen, like with the red chili chicken. With, with the, the, yeah. With the consomme. And I'm like. Dude. I need I need to practice some more because I'm afraid I'm gonna give him the the cup. And in my head, I'm thinking, 
it's gonna be like when I was a kid and I'll sit there trying to eat the the uncooked ramen. That's what I'm I'm envisioning these people doing. There, I'm not gonna do it right. The the consomme is not gonna be hot enough. It's not oh. the bra. I make. Well, you never know until you try and perfect yeah. it, man. I'm telling you right now, you do a uh, a media mm-hmm. one too, and dude, I think that is a great cross between like a good a good Japanese meal and a good. Mexican meal. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, I started seeing, you know, like following the trends yeah. you know, on, yeah. on Instagram. Support. So huge to, <clears throat> to food trucks now. And I came from the generation where it was just beginning. Like Instagram, yeah. I think, was barely <clears throat> starting. You know, I think I got like the second Instagram account ever. You know, that's how old school Oh, yeah? Yeah. The second one. The yeah, second that, one. That's what you were selling. Tamales. There, there, was was Tom, like, yeah. there was Tom and then there was me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yes. it's so big to follow the trends on on, on these social media yeah. platforms, and then um, you know just figure out how you can incorporate them with yeah. some of the stuff you have laying around at your restaurant. Mm. Whatever bidia <laughs> is a traditionally it's made with lamb, lamb. right? Yep. Um, but comes with a broth, you know. So, but as a chef, like knowing these basic mechanics. Okay, I've had bidia before. It's a shredded meat served in kind of a spicy aromatic broth or whatever. I was like. We're not cooking lamb here. I'm not going to bring in lamb yeah. just to do video. But what I do have is I have carnitas and I have brisket. Yep. You know, so what I can do is I can substitute that and make a pork video. Yep. You know, and then so just make the utilize the broth that otherwise would be thrown out or I didn't know what I was going to do with it and just turn that into now a consomme. I get, I, I get so I get so frustrated now when when it, the trend came, people like video was getting really popular. I'm like, that's my red chili chicken recipe in a way. Just a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, a little more brothy, a little more watery. Mm-hmm. So I started, I, I changed it up a little bit, and I'm thinking when they were, um, were serving consomme, and I was like, how much have I thrown away over the years? Didn't know. I was like, why am I have all this broth after? Mm-hmm. But growing up, I would under, I would now I always list, think about listening to my grandma say, get the consomme where they would do like carnitas or um, babacoa because mm-hmm. they would use the consomme to dip the tacos in. Right. Mm-hmm. But now it's trendy. Mm-hmm. But I just did. I didn't want to do video because I was like, of course, beef prices. I was like, I'm not doing that. So I wanted to do chicken. I want to do my version of it, the red chili chicken. Nice. Because anywhere I went, any New Mexican restaurant, I would always order red the red chicken with red chili. Mm-hmm. That's just what I like. So and that that right there is different. That is different yep. <laughs> out here in New Mexico. Normally, like I mean, I like red and green. Yeah. I like I like them both equally or whatever. I'm a red and green guy. You know, I mm-hmm. get a, a burrito red and green, but. Typically, you always hear green chili chicken enchiladas, yeah. you know, or a cheese red chili enchilada or a beef red chili enchilada. Yeah. But red chili chicken, it's it's not unheard of, but it is kind of something against the grain or whatever. Like, yeah, tell it. I I I, I want to know more about like what made you passionate about cooking and like where your flavor profiles come from. To, to I mean, like, land you where you are now. I think growing up watching like because I have six older sisters, mm-hmm. you know, or aunties that. You know, they're my aunties, but I thought they were my sisters. Long story. <laughs> <laughs> no, my grandparents raised me. That's what it was. And, but, <laughs> but no, I just, uh, you know, growing up in that household, everyone was cooking. So paying attention to that. And like, and then I always, I always have to get dragged along, along with them. So I, like, I learned a lot from that. My, especially my grandparents, grandma and grandpa, that they were always cooking. You know, mm-hmm. my grandma would do all the traditional stuff. And then my gran- my grandpa, well, mom and dad to me. Would he would do all the grilling and smoking and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and so that's where a lot of stuff comes from. Then traveling everywhere for my work, you know, Arizona and California and Colorado, all these different states, you would see the different popular foods out there. Because I would never go to the big resta- big trendy restaurants. I would always go to the hole in wall places like 
or the places that were off the beaten path because there was different chefs or different cooks there that had really good food. Mm-hmm. And especially in California and East LA, there was different restaurants out there that you would go down to a, a Korean spot or a Chinese restaurant that would sell the best carne asada burritos. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, wow. Like, you know, it just all these different flavors I learned from everywhere. I was like, cool. But over the years, no matter what I did with construction or what profession, profession I was in, I was always cooking. Uh, mm-hmm. Every job site, I was taking my grill. Every job I had, I was in the break room with a hot plate making the staff, you know, my boss's lunch. It's just something I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And, and last year during, right before COVID hit, we were building a tractor supply in Las Lunas, or Belen. And I told my father, I said, this is my last project. I really want to pursue my dream now. And, of course, a month later, COVID hit, and then we got, you know, thrown into quarantine. I was like, gosh, I, the dream just felt so far away. Mm-hmm. I was bored. I was like, what am I doing now? I just started doing these live F5 of Mikey, live streams F5. Mm-hmm. Just showing people how to cook like fish and chips, carne salad tacos, or make burgers the right way without smashing it all together with juices can't flow through it. Just everything you can think of. Mm-hmm. And just like a viewership went from like 5, 10, 20, 30, and people started putting requests. Hey, make a Monte Cristo. Try this or do this. And I was like, I think I have a niche here. I think this is something I really want to do because I'm... It's not like, it's not, I just don't, I know how to grill or cook a, bake a turkey. Like, I think I have something here. Mm-hmm. Let me do it. Well, you're not afraid of the camera. Yeah. That's something that Tristan, well, <laughs> you know, put you guys together. I've got a love affair with the camera. <laughs> well, I was like, I was, when you asked me like, hey, do you want to be in the podcast? I was like, oh, it brought me back to a memory when my grandma was like, dang, you have a face radio. I was like, what? Uh, not a camera? <laughs> grandma, jeez. <laughs> dang, grandma. No, I, I, was, I, was, I was excited when you guys invited me. I was like, cool, this is going to be like, I'm going to talk about food and I'd like to be in front of the mic. So, there you yeah. Go. That's what's up. Well, this is our Christmas episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about your favorite Christmas memory because it sounds like you got a very, very big family. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we're we're Spanish, so yeah. So I mean, goes, our, goes without saying. My ver- my family is very diverse. You yeah. know, it's very. Yeah, especially my mom, my grandma's side of the family is very, very. Oh my God, you bring back so many memories now of Christmas and childhood. I think one of my funnest memories <laughs> during Christmas time was, oh gosh, she's gonna be so mad at me looking down to bring this memory up. She was sick this year for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. So my dad or my grandpa, he cooked everything. The pasole, the menudo, the enchiladas, like everything. And then my grandma was in, or they were sitting in the kitchen. The whole family was there for eating Christmas dinner. And uh, my cousin goes, Grandma, this is the best Christmas dinner you've made ever. Oh. Pissed. Oh. Like, oh, you could just see the husband and wife just, oh, few just started quiet. quiet. Oh, and like, okay. she didn't cook anything. Like, he did. He did everything. Oh. And I... I think it was a lot of drama going up, especially with that many women in the house during oh, yeah. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Everyone had a, it was just like on a Home Alone when everyone was fighting to have the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just more like New Mexican music playing and more screaming and chocolates <laughs> flying everywhere. Go, oh. so you guys are bringing back memories. I, I suppressed those years ago. You guys are bringing that back. This has turned into a whole different <laughs> podcast now. I can, <laughs> I can say that the holidays, you know, those were the times that we always gathered around the yeah. table, and that was one of the things that I always loved. Like what made me fall in love with cooking is that it food is what brings people together yeah right you know and like if you're gonna cook something yeah i always cook a lot of it you know and i always just put the call out or whatever now I'll put it out on the text or on a facebook message or whatever you know hey i'm cooking up some food you're welcome to come by yeah. come by and get a plate you know yeah i have never got this text message 
I have never got this text message. I could have swore. It was me who was cooking and invited you. Okay, maybe I don't do it so much anymore. So maybe I don't do it. Christmas. Maybe I don't do it so much anymore. But but that's one thing. Cindy, hold them accountable. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that uh, like that was that's what drew me in too or whatever. And I'd like to know like I I think it's fun knowing what everybody had on their table during these celebrations. You know what what are like the things that you had for Christmas? Uh, It was all the traditional stuff would be you know. The enchiladas, green and red, um, menudo, pozole, um, rice, beans, fresh tortillas, bizcochitos. You know, um, my sisters all would think they were bakers, so there'd be pies that were half cooked or raw or something. <laughs> other. Gosh, I'm talking so much shit on this. <laughs> no, but I think I was always leaning. I was always running towards the pozole and the red chili. Yeah, that's something I I would just dart for every Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was something I, I looked forward to. So even now, like I really don't want to ruin it, so I always wait till like Christmas time to eat it. Right. Yeah. 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 No, you get you you get played out if you eat it too. Yep, me too. I won't. I we eat pozole um, for Christmas Eve. Yeah. And then my grandma is like, you know, mijo, like I'm getting old. I don't want to cook, so you cook. We she buys prime rib for Christmas. So that's what we do. Ooh. Oh yeah, hey, y'all yeah. fancy, huh? Oh yeah, fancy, fancy, huh? Fancy, Dang. So yeah, I, I get you, man. If you eat pozole way too early, then it's just it's done. Then you I look forward to it. It would always start with Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. we would have the traditional stuff on Thanksgiving. We would come to turkey and stuff like that, and the red chili and the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. That's when we would start planning for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, and say okay for Christmas, we would have these different foods, or who's gonna make this, or who's gonna make that. And I remember like just watching my grandma. And then just prep the kitchen that day, get everything ready. All the women would come over and start cooking for the day. That's one thing I remember, the smells and the noise and the mm-hmm. laughing and the yelling. <laughs> and from the kitchen area. And then <clears throat> later, then everyone would disappear and start getting ready and come back in and someone would finish this. And little by little, the tables would start filling up food and the family would come over. And mm-hmm. that was one of the traditions that I remember growing up. And I know as like an adult, like I want to have that with my family. Try Because these days, we don't really have that much money anymore. We know some friends and families that do. But I don't feel those traditions are like really strong now, so mm-hmm. that's something I want to try to carry on. But like with my family, absolutely, I think that's that's so important, you know. And you're absolutely right. It's not it's not nearly as strong as what it was, you no. know. Uh, we're getting pulled in all these different directions now, you know. Especially like we're all drawn to our phones so much, you know. Yeah. What this person's doing and whatever. Um, instead of like like going back and listening to like you know our lineage and kind of where we're from and finding out more about ourselves. Um, have you done any kind of like uh, like a lineage test or whatever? You said you were you. you Don't give him your damn DNA, bro. Don't give him your DNA. Come on, <laughs> give, me little, give me a little sample, man. Come on. I was watching something yesterday. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if it was from a. It was a, either a chef, or it was someone on YouTube. Like someone I follow, and they were talking about it how how they did it, and it came back like he he was totally different than he thought he was. And he was from a part of the country he didn't know he was from. I was like, I don't know if I want all that heaviness. I'm gonna find out something crazy. See, I'm gonna yeah. find out that I'm like not even like African. I'm like <laughs> Dominican man. I'm a Dominican man. <laughs> from, the, 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 from the La Republica <laughs> Dominicana, right? Like a Tito Ortiz, right? <laughs> I grew up like <laughs> Afro-Cuban. <laughs> I grew up like my 
my like how can I say this like my family's very my childhood was kind of crazy mm-hmm. so like because my grandparents raised me you know mm-hmm. never met it's one of those situations I never met my real dad lost my mom to her demons she was dealing with and I was like God, years ago I was like dang I want to do a DNA test and find out like who this person is or who this person is and I'm like I thought to myself I was like I know who my family is the mm-hmm. people that yeah. raised me right yeah. you know go. I sooner or later found out who my birth father was and stuff like that and never met him but I met his ex-wives they're all amazing people you know I grew relationships with them mm-hmm. you know but like I know like where I come from and what values and stuff like you know especially coming from New Mexico with the, the family values that we have here is like in my family like that's who I am that's mm-hmm. an important thing like that you yeah. know that you know what I mean has, has it ever is this something you want to do in the future is it something that you would want to do like sit down and talk to your father and be like what the fuck so I'll tell you guys a crazy story I'll try to make it short when my my cousins came to me one day and she's like hey there's a lady at work to me and her last name's my birth father he was adopted from some Italian people and his adopted last name is Adabachi she's like my cousin was like hey his wife they knew who she was works with me in my department in, in Walmart I said well Try to bring it up one day, you know. So she dished like, hey, you know, you gotta see your last name. And then my cousin was just playing stupid, you know. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she's most of like, yeah, my cousin has a last name too. And, you know, his dad, you know, she's just putting all these little things together. And his ex-wife at the t- or wife at the time was like, yeah, is his name Michael? And she's like, yeah. Oh, man. And she's like, yeah, we, you know, he he wants to, you know, we've been looking for him or something, right? This was in... 2013 mm-hmm. and uh so my cousin pl- played stupid so whatever they she gives um my cousin gives his wife at the time my facebook and and i find out who his facebook i go i go to look at him i was like cool you know i don't know who this guy is he's just another guy and she goes through liking all my photos and back then i used to do professional photography and i do the event photography and we did a we did uh, the event photography, the concert and the after party or the the signing, or the meet and greet for Tobias Renee. Mm-hmm. And I had my staff doing the line and I was at the meet and greet table. And she goes and likes the pictures and she screenshot it and she sent it to my inbox. She's like, me and David are right in front of you. That's his name. I like from here to you, like four feet away, I took a picture of my birth dad and his wife at that time. I didn't know. Oh shit! And I was like, I was like, that's crazy. I don't remember them, but like, wow. I literally took a picture of them. Like, and he like looked at the camera, and I imagine that like took a picture of me. Right. Wow. And so I, all I cared about was like, hey, I really don't want to meet you yet. I just want to have any siblings. That's all I cared about. Mm-hmm. And he wrote something back, put it all on my mom. Like it was her fault, you know. So whatever. I found I have a little brother from him. Me and him, me and David. His name is uh, also David Junior. And his mom you know, grew a relationship from it. So that's the only thing I really cared about is find out if I have siblings so I can carry that family on. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. They, such a, you know, like, I can feel like from you, from, you know, the posts and stuff that I see from you, um, that you have this, this eagerness to want to know more and to make reason of a lot of this stuff, right? Would you mm-hmm. say that? Like you, you, you put out motivational quotes yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff, and you, you're. I find you, um, you know, just trying to make reason 
with a lot of this stuff. Would you say that's true? And I, th- I think with me, it's just, I feel whatever we put out there, we're going to get back some way somehow. So if yeah. I, if I know one day I'm waking up, you know, me, the stuff I grew up like, I've always been a fighter. I've always had to fight mentally and stuff like, so I figure, okay, if I'm having a hard day today mentally dealing with something like I, if I put something out and make someone change their mind in a positive way or try to make them smile, mm-hmm. hopefully I get that back. Nice. And I don't need it back. I just, I mean, I don't need someone to, hey, smile, bro. Like, no, it's like, you know, the, you know, the vibe will change the for the day. Yeah, the energy will change for the day. And because, I, like, my friends, you know, my friends that get to know me or my really close friends, like, you're the most caring asshole. Like, you're so giving and caring, <laughs> but sometimes you're a dick. And I'm like, that's just who I am. I, I'm sarcastic, you know, but. I think most chefs are. I just want to, I just want to make sure, like. You know, whatever you put out there, you're going to get back. And I learned that, you know, working in different industries and meeting different people, everyone deals with different things a different way. And just some people are just bad moods all the time. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is if you're just, an, if you're just a bad person, I don't want to say that because people ain't always bad, but if you're negative, if you're just negative and all you put out is negative, you're going to get that back. Mm-hmm. And people wonder sometimes like why they're dealing with so much stuff. Right. Because you're so negative, everyone around you, you're putting all that energy. You don't, I mean, you don't have to believe in anything mystic or anything like that. It's not just energy, just whatever you put out, you're gonna get back. Mm-hmm. Well, there was, uh, you did the uh, the guest chef over at Hollow Spirits, yeah, and I walked up on you. And I think you were recording a video, and uh, you were telling me a story that I want you to share with everybody. Now, I didn't ask too many questions, but it was it was remarkable about how how things come full circle. Oh yeah. So don't you share share us share us. Share us. Share us with the story. Is that a word? Is that a way Well I was I was I was saying I was backed in to the I think I told you this too maybe. I think I might have did. Um but I was I was I was I got there early like I do and I look over the lot and I was like I used I used used to park my car there when I was homeless because right across the street from home, uh, Hollow Spirits, there's a like a dirt lot, and in that neighborhood because Coronado Park where the like, you know a lot of the people that stay, I used to just park and sleep at night and go go to Flying Star or uh, Flying or Flying J, mm-hmm. and sorry, Flying J and take a real quick you know bathroom shower real quick. But I was like it's a full circle like coming back you know years later fifteen years later like we're. I used to park my car to sleep at night. I'm here doing a photo shoot for, you know, guest chef. I was like, dang, that's like full circle. And that happened because I have a lot of memories on First Street where up the road, of course, another block too, where I used to park my car there too. And I was like, dang, like this is crazy where life could take you. I've been homeless twice. Mm-hmm. I've like lost everything and getting <clears throat> choked up. And, um, but I never gave up. Mm-hmm. You know, I just figures like I think that's why it's like I even then I can remember just still being myself and just trying to be in a good mood, still try to be positive as much as I can, and not even positive, just more optimistic about the day or right. anything. So, because we're all in control of our own situation, and we can't let it bring us down. Absolutely. You know, tear jerker. So, I just you uh, got an amazing story, man, that nobody really even knows about. I just. I just, everything I've been through in life, I just kept moving forward, you know, with everything that life's thrown at me. I think I told him, you know, we, I asked you for a bio, and you're like, I don't really know what to do. I don't do these things. And I'm like, stop being so damn humble. <laughs> just come I, on, I, man. I, like, I called I call my friend Sasha <laughs> last night, and, uh, or I, I've been telling her for like three, four days, but I called her last night. She's a uh, church for the mayor's office. 
And I was like, oh, she works with the mayor. She knows how to write. I was like, we need to do this bio. And she's like, well, when do you need it? I was like, I'm there tomorrow. So I needed it like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> so she got her daughter on and like we're all trying because her daughters are, you know, really good at writing. We're just trying to throw this stuff together. I was like, I don't want to put that. I was like, I'm just. It's hard to write about yourself. Yeah. yeah she's is. like, well, no. It's like you need to. Uh, I screenshotted um, the last chef or last podcast you had on there. And I sent her that like as an example. It's like no, you need to put this stuff, and I was like, "All right, we'll just roll with this one." So, yeah. But when I want, like, will that day ever come? You feel where those peacock feathers are gonna like are gonna spread, you know? And you're gonna you're gonna just <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be you and all of your greatness. Not like not taking away from anything that you've done or um, like where you're you know where you're trying to bring people, you know, because yeah. that's still a great thing, but. Are you gonna let yourself shine, like, and give yourself the credit that you do? Oh, he does. He does it in the mirror in the bathroom. I do it already. Yeah. I do it in like, the, like most of us do. I do it in the mirror in the bathroom Man. with just my socks on. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Bad motherfucker. I, I think I'll, I'll open my. See, this is where I have a bad tendency of doing this. Is like I'll let the wings spread when I could bring more people with me. Nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Just keep... Just Woo! Keep, yeah. I mean, so I'm going to talk selfish real quick before I talk selfless. Okay. I, you know, I want to grow Burfi Dale to something that I could be proud of. You know, business and the dreams and aspirations I have for as a business and myself, you know? I think we all have that here. Like, we have those dreams to grow what were the fields that we're in. But when I can bring other people with me, when I can if, um, help other people and be able to affect people in a positive manner that's that's when i'm like cool i'm doing something right here because we're not i mean we're not all here just to be just by ourselves i mean we have to always leave a mark on people's lives mm -hmm. in a positive form you know absolutely and those relationships you build i've been lucky like with this i told people like since i've had different aspirations in life when djing i did that for years and photography did that for years and um but when it came to cooking and getting into this field, everything's always worked. Now, I've learned like when you're following your dreams and you're living life, Murphy's Law and the universe is gonna, and God's going to throw it at you. Mm -hmm. You name it, every issue is going to come your way. Mm -hmm. Every. Preach. You know, cooler you'll come on, your coolers will be off. Yeah. Just because this far of a plug didn't get, and you lost $1,000 of food, prep, you know, or generator blowing up. You name it. It's going to happen. But if you don't give up and you keep pushing through, and Mighty Mike told me this, he's like, this is what's separating the men and women from the boys and girls. You know, when you're living your life and you're moving forward, it's going to throw it at you. And uh, I was going to go somewhere with this, but I just went. <laughs> you, you go, you're, you're doing great. I just. Uh, you're I doing know. great. Bring it home. Now you put me on the spot. <laughs> Teach us more, Mikey. Teach us more. No, I mean you just don't give up when you're when you're doing this. If this is whatever you want, you're you're pursuing. You just you really want it. You don't give up. If you know you have a a, a meal planned in your head and you want to do some ramen, you're not going to give up. You're going to have different different versions of it. You know, chef, like where you're like, I want really want to do this ramen plate. I'm gonna get it right. You know what I mean? Until he's like, mm -hmm, this is it. Yeah. You know, finally like, did a yeah. year and a half later. <laughs> yeah. I I feel I always put it to um, you know when 
I see somebody, you know, we get a lot of them that come into the kitchen or whatever, somebody looking for a job, yeah. somebody whatever, but you can just look and you can just get questions or whatever and just kind of see that they're a little lost right now, that they're not really knowing what they're doing, they're just trying to survive sometimes, you know, but sometimes you get that one person that shows interest, yeah. you know, and they really want to uh, pursue this, you know, and so I tell them, like, first thing you got to do is you got to commit. Yeah, you got to make a commitment to one thing, you know, or to whatever it is that you want, and start to paint that picture of mm. how you see yourself, you know, in that, and then you're gonna get it because when you paint, when you're able to paint that clear picture in your mind of what it is that you see yourself and what you see, what you believe you deserve, yep, it's gonna come to you. Yep, like you said, like yes, but the journey to get there, that's all up to the universe, and the universe yeah. is gonna throw you curveball after curveball after curveball, but you will get there. As long as you stay the course. And then once you achieve it, now it's time to create another dream. That's, I can't believe it. That's where I was going to come back with that. You made, me, you, you made it come back to what I was just trying to say is it, the universe can throw it at you. You name it, right? But everything I've tried to do, everything has conspired together. You know, all everything. Like I'm meeting all of you, meeting Marie, um, Chef John. Um, he has a, the farm down mm-hmm. across. Like he walked up on me, he's like, hey, chef. It's so funny, real quick, I'll tell the story. So we just set up at Casa Vieja and I was just parked and we was opening up the trailer. And this guy pulls up in a van and he's like, yeah, what's up, chef? And I do this and that. He's like, want to go back there real quick? I was like, yeah. And then my uh, Sam, my manager's like, don't get in the van. You don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I'm, I'm a veteran, let's go, you know. And But no, but everything's always worked together and I've met amazing people on this journey. You know, amazing just Marie, you two, and um, Mark. You know, I'm just I'm trying to throw names. I'm trying to name drop now. Like all these different <laughs> chefs. You know, but like Chef E and, and Mighty Mike and Bassett with Tika Spice. Like all the food truck circle I got into. Like it's just been a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm on the right path finally. You know? Your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. It's the, I saw why- that on an Instagram post. I thought you got that off of like uh, underneath a coke cap. That was really, I'm really good. I'm going you that tonight on a post. <laughs> no, someone asked me to like, what, what makes you different from other food trucks? And I said, our vibe. Yeah. I was like, we don't have the, we're not going to be everyone's cup of tea when it comes to tacos or some of that. But when you come to the truck, you're going to hear music playing. My girls, I'm going to say, I don't, I'm going to say it out loud. I don't care if they get mad. You know, they all don't know how to sing, but they're all singing. <laughs> and the lights are on and like the vibe is going, you know, and That's like, important. and, that's what attracts people is just, you know, and when it comes to our truck is our vibe. 100%. You going to take us into this? I think it's about that time. Absolutely. We we love all the knowledge that you're pouring on to us, Mikey. But we hate, we're going to have to do this to you. We're going to have to put you on the back burner, brother. That's right. Rapid fire questions. Answer them as best you can. Don't think about it. First thing that comes to your mind. Okay. 60 seconds 60 on the clock. 60 seconds on the clock. You want to start it off <clears> this time? I got you. All right. 60 seconds and go. What's your favorite Pop-Tart? Plain. What? what? <laughs> pause. Pause. No, there's no pause, brother. <laughs> no, no, let me explain that. There's no pause. You gotta go. Oh, there's no pause. I'll tell you Favorite taco. Mine. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite quote? Uh, your vibe attracts your tribe. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> favorite Monopoly piece. Uh, the bank. Favorite TGIF show. <sighs> family, uh, ma- uh, family, family matters. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? 
Ooh. We just talked about this. Favorite Christmas movie. Oh, um, Home Alone. Sorry. Ooh, nice. Uh, what's the toy that you always wanted for Christmas? <laughs> well, I can't talk about that one. Ooh. Favorite, favorite Christmas music. Blanchettas, like New Mexico music, yeah. Okay. Favorite cartoon character. <laughs> it wasn't cartoon character. It was a Pink Ranger. Okay. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like okay. Like explain the plane. What do you mean plane? The plane? <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the plane? Let's keep going. I like these. <laughs> <laughs> How do you even get a plain pop tart? Did you What's scrape the, off so the crust? You ask. You swear. If you guys ever meet any of my staff or any of my people, ask them. What's Mikey's favorite things? Uh, Barks root beer. Fritos, plain Fritos, and Pop Tarts. Yeah, I just love those. Just you know, wanted to make you smile. Gave me Pop Tarts. I like, and I eat so much of them. Even I'm like, so I started buying the Pop Tarts without the frosting, the frosting on it. Really? I was like, I'm gonna just do that. But so is I that can, plain or is that just? Yeah, it's like no. Still got strawberry in there. Well, right? yeah, but it doesn't have the frosting on it. Okay. In my okay. head, I'm okay. like plain. In my head, I'm thinking. <laughs> You know, it's less calories because then I'm like, there you go. There you go. Trying to watch that I figure, ate a Pop-Tart man. on the way over here. I oh, love Pop-Tarts. Wow. Nice, man. Uh, you, yeah. Watch. Okay. Yeah. Better hold on you, old Pop-Tart, Pink Ranger. See. Mikey's is in town. Pink Ranger's the, the toy I always wanted, too, so I just couldn't talk about it. So, I yeah. like that, man. All right. Give us a little information, Burnt Fidel. Tell us where you No, uh, say it like you did earlier, though. Yeah. No yeah. way, man. Birds look like an idiot. Idea? Do I want to look like Dom on the show? Did you guys sell, <laughs> do you guys sell burnt hot dogs? Yeah, we thought he was messing around when we were talking about when I was telling him who I got coming on the show, and he's like, oh, the guy no, who owns no, no, Burnt no, Fido. No, 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 <laughs> Let's go back. Okay? First of all, it was, oh, you took the dude I was going to bring on the show already. That's where it started. Oh, because hey, well. I was going to invite you, and he was like, "Oh, I ain't even invited him. He's already coming." And I was like, "Oh, okay." You took yeah. the dude who I was going to bring on the fucking show. So now we got this whole thing in line where we have to talk first, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted him. Yes, I wanted to. I was going to no. He took two of my guys. He took you and the person we're having on the next episode, which is Kicker. So yeah, so we're talking about this. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, mom and dad. We're just fine. It's I grew up dysfunctional, this. I know. It's okay. Yeah. He ain't Sorry. seen dysfunction yet. <laughs> uh, give us some information. Where do you post up, man? Oh, so right now we have two locations. Uh, Casa Vieja on Wednesdays down in Corrales and High and Dry Brewery um, on Lomas and Washington area okay. on Saturdays. Nice. And then... Um, Times? What time do you usually start slanging them, them tacos? Well, oh, we're... we're do- so on Casa has four to eight, and High and Dry is two to ten. So nice. Until supplies last. Till supplies last. And I know you sell out, bro. But I try not to. Yeah, I get lectured a lot about that. <laughs> <laughs> People want the food. What do you want me to do? No, but when you're open that many days a week, like where are you going to store the food? Like right. you got to sell out. Like that's the idea in the in the food truck game. Sell out. Get in there. Get it done. Peace. Yeah. Sorry. Be here earlier next time. <laughs> no, exactly. Or yeah. people try to buy out the, like, they come buy, like, the, I don't know why people love this, but it's the carne asada mac and cheese burrito. I'm like, Ooh, wait, wait. It's just, huh? mac and cheese. It's like, it reminds me of a, a hamburger helper burrito. Yeah. That's where I was, that's where I was like, where was that when you were guest chefing? I, it's, it's just a lot of, I just, I should have named it the gluttony. It's just so much carbs. Uh, fat guy. 
I That's what I'm saying. Like, I put that menu. It's number fat guys in the line. No offense to the women that show up. <laughs> no, but it's just I that will sell out right food. away. And the reason that sells out right away is because I don't like keeping a lot of mac and cheese right. warm forever. Right. Because, you know, it was yeah, it's yeah. Well, it's been an awesome, amazing episode. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Of course. Man. Thank you so much for taking the time and just letting everybody, you know, being vulnerable. Like, a lot of people... Yeah. have a problem with doing that I don't mind it and telling your story and you know letting us in into your life has has been a been a blessing man thank you Absolutely. thank you guys for having Mikey, me Mikey I see nothing but success coming your way man you seriously are an amazing person Thanks, you have man. an amazing story amazing work ethic you know stay the course brother and I know that I can't wait to go down years down the road and just see how far you've come you know and just to have that conversation with you again about you know, going Thank over like everything that you've been through to get to that point because you're gonna get there. Thank Talk you, my kids. Appreciate like, that. Hey man, Absolutely. we're gonna go eat at Burnt Fadayo. <laughs> Burnt Fadayo. <laughs> you know, when your when your daughter came up and got more tacos, like yes. Oh, dude, she <laughs> loves tacos too. But she'll crush like she'll eat a bunch of fucking Taco Bell uh, tacos. I'll make tacos, won't touch them. You? She came back for tacos. She was just standing out there asking about them. Like... She keeps asking about them too, so she loved them. Uh, again, thanks for show. Uh, of course, for showing thank you guys for letting me come. Thanks for being on the show, man. I was so excited. I was honored. To, you know, I was like, yes, cool. This is tight. <laughs> oh man, we just we just like to talk shit and drink some tequila and keep the vibe going, man. Oh, yeah. you know? Got to keep got to keep raising each other up. You know, Absolutely. it's not we're not about like you said. We're you know when we we're all flying together. Yeah, you know we're not just single peacocks out here just spreading our feathers. We want to all strut. Strut our stuff together. You know yeah, just a peacock with I a mean, poked out gun. I, like I mean, think it, like, too fat to fly, so his ass just struts. There you go. That's a, that's a brother Ali quote, by the way. Oh, I can't I take love credit it. for that. I love it. But um, yeah, thank you again, and uh, everyone, uh, make sure you tune in for the next episode coming up. Um, Mikey Van, uh, Mikey Vince, thank you so much for coming in again. Of course, Burnt thank you, Fidel. guys. <clears throat> Do you have anything to say? I don't want it to With, add. Within like five seconds, still. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Tune in on the Backburner Podcast. We out. DJ Mitch the Kid. Bring us out of here. Follow us at Backburner PC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Recorded and produced in Albuquerque, New Mexico. On the Backburner is hosted by Tristan Rogers of Hollow Spirits Distillery and Dominic Valenzuela of Taco 10. Produced by Three Birds Digital LLC. Directed by Volek Media and Marketing. Audio engineered and edited by Mitch Pavelko. Podcast intro recorded and produced by Randy Savage. Find him at savagevo.com. Original music by Rocky Rhodes. Check out his music at soundcloud.com slash A-R-Z-M-A. Yeah, I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling you too. Yo, yeah. What up, queen, what it do? It's been a minute since I seen you I wonder what you been doing Yeah, you probably doing what a queen do Fanny Hollins and Balenciagas when it come to you Cupid hit your boy with a semi-auto You went from bay to baby mama Yeah, don't be afraid to tell me what's the matter huh. I pull up in a Grammy out I'm just a good fella like Ray Liotta And you know you got that good love Yeah, you know your boy trying to pull up Cause you know I'm about that real hip hop girl And I've been going through a lot girl My heart pump blood but it's caged up And you know you got the keys to the lock girl